everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me! What is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. <laughs> How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Seriously? Well, we're back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 278th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. I hope all the dads out there had a wonderful Father's Day weekend. I had a great day myself, but uh, we have a lot to discuss, I think. Uh, We, you know, I took like a, I think a week off. Didn't necessarily mean to do that. I was away on vacation, went to go check out Velocicoaster, uh, got a little trip in with the family, you know, for the first time in in so long, it feels like. So I kind of delayed this episode. It was supposed to come out last week. Um, But we'll we'll get to that in a second. But uh, yeah, while I was away, and I feel like this happens all the time, it's, it's either I decide to take a quick hiatus with the show or uh, I'm away on vacation. Universal says, hey, you know what? He's away. Why don't we go ahead and just release all the news? Let's go ahead and do it all, all at once. There's gaming stuff. There's Dominion stuff. There's teasers. There's all kinds of stuff going on out there. But guess what? We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> Not yet, at least. Not yet. So next week will be the Jurassic Wire. I I figured instead of rehashing it over and over again, I'm going to bring it up next week. We're going to have a big episode. Myself and Aaron Beyer will discuss the entire entire news cycle over the past few weeks. So there's a lot to discuss, and I want to make sure it gets its due. And, and of course, uh, the the teaser itself, it is out uh, in certain places across the world. Um, But it also is hitting in the States uh, this week as well. So... I'll be talking about that as well because I will have a chance to have seen it uh, this week, so I'm very, very excited about that. Um, also, before we get this episode started, uh, it's it's been weird. It, I feel like it's been weird. I don't know if everybody that listens to the show uh, is a contributor to the uh, all the social media platforms out there, whether it's you know Twitter or Instagram, Facebook, whatever the case may be. But uh, there's been a lot of drama, I feel like, and I felt like I needed to kind of uh, confront it a little bit here on the show and just hopefully ask everybody just to be uh, kind, Uh, just to be kind to everybody out there, all the Jurassic fans, anybody who's not a Jurassic fan. um, There's a lot of drama between the uh, paleontology community, the Jurassic Park community, the way things apparently are looking in said teasers. Um, There's also a lot of leaks going on, and that's never cool. I mean, let's be honest, it's not not fun to to be shown something that you don't want to see. And I I know a lot of people have an issue with that. Um, I myself have a big issue with that. But I know a lot of people have issue with people taking issue with leaks as well so cover it naturally see the thing you want to see and and try to be courteous to everybody that wants a uh, uh, a clear viewing experience something that's that's free of leaks free of spoilers um i don't know i i feel like over the the things that i've been seeing over social media the past uh week or so there's been a lot of uh, a lack of care for people who don't want to see spoilers um and i've i've seen so many people out there just say well don't look and guess what it's not that easy right it you know it's not that easy once you see something once you see a spoiler you know it's that's it you you've seen it there's no forgetting it at that point um that that goes for uh synopsises or uh video clips of whatever the case may be uh pictures of the the dinosaurs or whatever's out there. Um, you know, once you see a picture of whatever the dinosaur is, you can't forget that. And you can't just look away and not look at what people are posting 
as far as leaks are concerned. Um, so I don't know. I, I go through this every cycle when we get a new film and, uh, it never seems to matter, but but I, I just wanted to put it out there yet again for anybody new that is listening to the show or uh, anybody out there who's maybe treading in that territory. Just try your best to have uh, a clean experience when it comes to watching this film and uh, Jurassic World Dominion or the teaser, whatever the case may be. You don't want to see a blurry cell phone picture. Who, who cares about that? Watch it up on a screen. Let it pass by uh, in front of your eyes on a, on a big screen or wherever you have the chance to view it. Um, it's tough. I know it's very tough because the, the baggage that comes along with this teaser, it's not easy for everybody around the world to get access to the uh, aforementioned teaser because it's not available everywhere. It's, it's specifically in IMAX. That's not an easy thing for everybody out there to find. Um, and even if you can find it, uh, budgetarily speaking, you know, things may be tough and you might not be able to make it out to an IMAX theater. So I, uh, trust me, I understand the difficulty of trying to find this and trying to track it down or not even having the chance to see it. But I don't think that forgives leaks and all that stuff from spreading around, from being shared. It's just not fair. Um, I'll, I'll quit my uh, my soapbox here. I just wanted to uh, put that out there for anybody who's a new listener it's really been grinding at my gears this this past week or two, and uh, I just had to say something about it. So, anyway, I do want to get this episode kicked off. Um, this has been something that I have been um, I, I've been stewing on for a little bit, and I've I've wanted to put out there for a while, uh, you know. And it feels like it's a little late at this point, but Camp Cretaceous season three <laughs> it did come out last month, and uh, you know. Over the past month with Jurassic June and all the fun festivities and things to cover, um, and of course all the coverage that we originally did back when the season debuted, uh, we never got a chance to showcase your thoughts and your feelings on Camp Cretaceous Season 3. So over the past month or so, you know, I've been reaching out to the internet to see uh, if anybody wants to submit clips or audio, whatever the case is, and we have it here today, finally. Uh, after so long, well, it's been literally, uh, I think a month at this point, uh, that we've had Camp Cretaceous Season 3, and there has been so much stuff out there that this show, uh, I guess has kind of been put on the back burner for a lot of fans. We've kind of, we experienced it, and then so much other stuff happened, whether it was Jurassic World Evolution 2, or Domin all the Dominion news and stuff like that. There's been so much extra stuff to talk about that I feel like we've all kind of uh, put the show to the side for a little t for a little bit of time here. So it's nice to kind of go back to it, revisit everybody's thoughts and feelings, and uh, see what people thought right after they listened to it or whenever the case may be. But uh, I appreciate everybody for sending these in, and I'm very excited to listen to them. So before we actually get into the episode, I'd like to take care of some uh, more quick business here. Uh, we did announce over the past uh, few weeks, actually we announced it back on June 11th, uh, which would have been Jurassic World Dominion's uh, original uh, debut, but uh, we actually did announce a Jurassic June live stream where we're, we're doing another Jurassic Gives Back with a, a charity drive. It's going to be a very... Uh, fun, exciting live stream. We have a, a bunch of really, really fun guests. We've been working on this behind the scenes for a while now, uh, and we've been trying to conjure up as many uh, community members, but also brand partners with Universal, with Jurassic, uh, just to kind of see uh, what kind of information we can get out there on a fun live stream for everybody. So we are planning a big live stream on June 26th, that is a Saturday, uh, that's going to be at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it's going to be over on YouTube. Uh, we did one of these, I believe, back in December with the Charity Drive, one of our Jurassic Gives Back uh, Charity Drives, and last time it was basically myself, and I think I aired a few different segments, but this time around, it's going to be myself and Tom Jurassic uh, kind of hosting the festivities, going to be doing a lot of live portions, but we also do have uh, a lot of like uh, pre-recorded conversations and uh, interviews that we're going to be airing 
during the live stream. So there's a lot of really fun stuff out there. So we've uh, kind of been saving our announcements as we've been going along. Our first one that we debuted back on June 11th uh, featured myself and Tom being announced as well as the company Fanatic. Uh, they're a lovely brand partner who showcases all kinds of really, really fun Jurassic merchandise. I have a ton of it here myself. I have posters. I have uh, collectible coins. These coins are awesome. Actually, I have a few right here. Um, that You know, Jurassic Park coins with T-Rex on them, Mr. DNA, or the Jurassic World one with blue. They have all of those cool... Um, tickets for the park and stuff like that that are just uh, plated in gold or silver. So they have a ton of really, really fun merch. So we have a conversation with them. Uh, we also have a conversation with Ari Kaplan, who is the author of Mr. DNA's Book of Dinosaurs and uh, the Jurassic Park book from uh, Little Golden Books. Uh, those That's really awesome that we had a chance to speak with Ari there to, to talk about the work uh, that goes into making a little golden book and uh, just working with Universal on Jurassic. So we are really, really excited about announcing those two uh, partners there. Um, but we we did not stop there. We've been announcing more and more people as uh, as the weeks have gone on. And uh, we're kind of doing like a, a Friday reveal thing for the next... Uh, oh, well, I guess this is the last week. But uh, last Friday, we actually announced Frontier. Uh, they're the ones who uh, make Jurassic World Evolution. So we chatted with Frontier. We're going to be putting uh, together some footage for you guys to see in there. Uh, that's going to be really, really exciting. Jurassic World Evolution 2 is right around the corner. Uh, but we also do have a really fun uh, addition to the guest list, and that is Dr. David Button. He is a paleontologist. He has a wonderful presentation that he uh, he's he's shown off uh, to so many people and he's uh, he's kindly gifted us this presentation to put together for our live stream so you get to hear from a true paleontologist what he thinks about the relationship between paleontology and Jurassic Park uh, I am so interested in that and like I said earlier uh, no pun intended, it is a hot-button topic, and I'm very interested to hear what Dr. David Button has to say. Uh, we also announced Michael Corelli. Uh, you've, you've probably seen uh, his amazing work over on social media, whether that's Instagram or uh, Twitter. He, uh, he, You've seen him over at uh, Universal Orlando. He dresses up like Owen Grady, goes out to the parks, trains some raptors, has a lot of fun with the guests out there, and uh, we I'm so excited. He's a good friend of mine, and I'm excited to have him on our live stream. We also have Caleb Burnett. He is a contributor here at the podcast, and, uh, uh, you know, for a long time, uh, we've been hoping and trying to get together a, a segment that we promised way, way back uh, that is Dino Score, where we take a look at the music of Jurassic Park, whether that's uh, Michael Giacchino or John Williams or Don Davis, whatever the case may be. But uh, this time, we had a conversation about the Jurassic World Dominion uh, teases that Michael Giacchino or Colin Trevorrow put out there. So we get to hear a little bit from Caleb Burnett. Now, you're going to have to stay tuned. We do have... Uh, actually, many more guests to reveal this coming Friday, that is June 25th, and then on June 26th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you're going to have our full live stream. It's going to be many hours long. We're going to put up a schedule, so, so keep your eyes out for that to tune in when you want to hear from these awesome guests. And of course, myself and Tom will be talking in between all that, talking about all the latest news, Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, Camp Cretaceous, Jurassic World Evolution, anything out there, we're going to be talking about it. We'll also take some of your thoughts and feelings as well. And also, uh, this is our last final call because you can be a part of this live stream. Uh, a few weeks ago, Tom put together a, uh, a little package here for the show to ask for people to submit thoughts. Uh, Thoughts on uh, Jurassic World Dominion, we were looking for like one thing that you want from Jurassic World Dominion, and uh, we will be putting those videos together, so if you can provide us with a video, send it to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Just try to make it about a minute to a minute and a half of you letting us know what is that one thing that you want from Jurassic World Dominion. We're going to compile all of those into one fun video uh, for the live stream so everybody out there can see what you guys want from Jurassic World Dominion. So, 
Uh, I think that's probably about it. Uh, please, please tune in. Help us raise money for an awesome cause. Everything uh, that we have not announced the uh, the charity drive just yet, but everything that will be donated will go directly to the charity. You can donate right there on YouTube. It's going to be so much fun. We raised so much money last year, and I am uh, really, really excited to do that again this year. So... Man, I know this is this has been a very very long intro, maybe even longer than the episode itself. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I had a lot of information uh, to get out there and a lot of things to relate to everybody. So thank you guys so much uh, for listening to this intro. And without further ado, why don't we go ahead and hear what you guys had to say about Camp Cretaceous season three? This is what camp's about! Who's with me? Keep telling your little story. What was that? Hello? Hello? Can anybody- Time for you all to leave. Hey! Clearly this group has no respect for my lab. Oh, Bumpy. Gave it a name that's precious. We're on our own. We've lined up exclusive behind-the-scenes tours of Jurassic World. Yes! Dinosaurs? Plenty of dinosaurs. So? Ready for an adventure? Absolutely. But I'm going to need that speech a little shorter and really try to lean into the majesty of this place. <laughs> okay, we're going now. Let's get the six of you to camp. Hey, guys. Dakota here, just giving my two cents on Camp Cretaceous Season 3, calling from the hatchery. Well, Season 3. I mean, what can we say about it? It's amazing. I got a fire alarm thing kind of going off over here. No fire, just battery dying. But... Season 3 was amazing. The new dinosaurs, the new locations. I still think it was a genocide on Dimorphodons, and that's why we're not seeing any. That's just me. Uh, Baby Brachiosaurus is the cutest thing of all time, and maybe even cuter than Bumpy. I'll say that, too. And, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to see where they go. I think that hole in the ship was something that went in there before E750, so who knows what it could be. And I think they're going to go to Sorna. I'm hoping. I'm crossing fingers. But I loved it. I loved the tone. I loved everything about it. Season 3 may be by far the best. But we'll have to wait and see until Season 4. Who knows? You guys rock. As always, stay safe and stay Jurassic fans. Hey, Brad. This is uh, CJ Nightmare here. I'm glad you can hear my voice. I just want to talk about Jurassic World King Season 3. So much connection to the original movie. It was awesome, insane, and unexpected. I've never seen anything like it. E750 was so nightmarish. Oh, that's all I'm going to say about it. I'm not going to even say any spoilers. I'm just going to say that Jurassic World Cancretation Season 3 was the best yet. It had me shook. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I need to catch my breath. That thing was just scary. Never seen anything like it in my life. But I'm glad that you hear my voice. And by the way, this is CJ Nightmare. All right, have a good one. Hello, Brad. Uh, it's Philip. Uh, it's been a while since they called Lucky You, right? <laughs> but uh, just got done finished. Uh, just got finished watching Campertation Season Three, and I thought I'd get my thoughts on it because I saw your tweet um, calling in for the mailbag after it. So I'm. Um, I'm guessing this is spoilers, so spoilers if anybody hasn't seen it for some reason. Uh, I really like this season. My favorite so far. Uh, one thing that I was not expecting to like at all was the Scorpius. Because, like, I'm not too big on another hybrid. But the way they explained it was fine. You know, like, the failed one before the Indominus that Masrani didn't like. But I really liked the Scorpius. It was so, like, grotesque and ugly and alien like if an abelosaurid and a pug had a baby, that was the face. Its roar was almost like metallic. It reminded me of the Dilophosaurus roar in uh, when dinosaurs roamed America. And like the scene where it attacked the camp in the rain is one of the best tense scenes in the franchise now. Uh, that was great. Uh, the episode uh, called Long Run, where Yaz has to get the anti-venom, is probably my favorite episode of the series so far. And that moment where, like, she drops the case of the anti-venom and it, she clicks it closed, and right after she does, the the Scorpius's pupil dilates. was the coolest thing ever. Uh, but yeah, the season was really good. I really liked how they tied it to 
uh, Fallen Kingdom at the end. And they were like, yay, he got away on the ladder. <laughs> and two seconds later, the Moza pops out. Uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see where it could go next with them, you know, on the boat and everything. Uh, I'd really like it if they actually get the Costa Ricans in the mainland, because what I'm theorizing is that they have the flash drive of Wu's research on the Scorpius. Now, we know in canon, like the FBI or whatever, raided Wu's lab not too long after the events of Jurassic World, and that's why he doesn't have Dominus DNA. Maybe this has already happened because he needs more Indominus DNA, and that's why they went back to Nublar. But maybe, if I'm wrong, then the reason that the FBI raided his lab is because the kids turned in the flash drive and got him exposed. So I think that'd be really cool. Oh, and also, uh, Yaz and Sammy are totally in love, and it's awesome. Uh, but yeah, all the characters were great. Great development this season. Uh, I love Bumpy. Always. She's the best. Uh, and I loved how there were Aranosauruses being, like, being a threat. I love seeing herbivores as a dangerous threat. Really excited to see where it goes next. I hope they don't drag it out too long, though. I think one or more seasons, one or two more seasons should be fine. Uh, yeah, um, this season was a nice little early birthday present to me, even though it's like two weeks away. But, uh, yeah, it was really good. Uh, hope you guys are doing well, staying safe, uh, keep being awesome to the community and everything. Uh, have a great day. Stay safe. One thing I appreciate about Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous is that with the quick turnaround, they've been able to balance the kid-friendly atmosphere along with the intensity of the Jurassic films. And the friendships are certainly made stronger and strained in some areas even to the very end of the season. There is also one moment that I really wanted to talk about with the, the Fallen Kingdom sequence happening and with Wu coming in, that the moment where... Uh, Brooklyn is kidnapped they talk about visionaries and Wu is saying that him being a visionary he wants to push the boundaries of science and that hopefully people like Brooklyn will come to understand his mission then what I thought Brooklyn had to say was also pretty interesting was that true visionaries help the world become a better place and not make it worse and that hopefully Wu comes to see that so I thought that was pretty interesting because I think this will be a moment of epiphany in Dominion with Wu because we see how conflicted he is with the different agendas that tie in with his own, whether that be under the influence of Injun, Mazrani, Biosyn maybe, Mills. There's just so many other factors, so I'm really interested in seeing where Wu's arc is going to lead into next. And the imperfections of the Scorpius Rex, I think, really show that Wu's agenda has been changing all this time. Overall, the season, I thought, was the strongest, with showcasing the horror, showcasing the suspense, and even uh, those many Easter eggs involving Jurassic Park and Lost World references, even with the novel bit about Hammond. And one fun theory that I wanted to bring up was that with the campers leaving the island, I thought it would be interesting that if there were to be another season, that they potentially head to Isla Sorna, and that what if the character that Mamadou Atiye is playing in Jurassic World Dominion is actually Darius's older brother trying to find him. So I think that would be a neat way to bridge Jurassic World Dominion and Camp Cretaceous and potentially bring this cast into live action. So these were some of my thoughts on Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Season 3. And for those who are still on the fence of watching Camp Cretaceous because of the kiddie vibes it kind of gives off, I think it's worth at least watching once because it does further some conversations about the lore. And we are pretty much in the golden age of Jurassic World content. And this show certainly roots itself in a time where we are learning more about what's going to be happening in Dominion. So I'm really excited about what's to come, and I hope this show potentially gets continued for more seasons, and I can't wait for what's in store next. Hey Brad, it is Steven. Um, previously Jurassic Steven on Twitter, I kind of hopped off all of social media for like a year and haven't got back to Twitter, but anyway, uh, it's me. 
Um, I wanted to call in with my thoughts about Camp Cretaceous Season 3. Uh, firstly, let me just say I absolutely loved it. It's incredible. Um, obviously there are, you know, it's a kid's show, so there are some things about the physics of it that don't always work out in a kid's show, but, um, overall, good show. I love that one of the scariest scenes that we have in the show was actually from Herbivores, the Aranosaurus, uh, scene. What was that? Episode two, three? I think it was two. Um, that was like genuinely scary for herbivores. So that was cool that we got to see that. Um, even the, uh, gentle, docile dinosaurs can get a little, um, protective of their territory and all that. And, um, you should respect the, the animals. Uh, you don't have control over them. Kind of a theme that's been through all of Jurassic. Uh, I also wanted to say I love, uh, Kenji's dad's penthouse. We see something new on the island. Um, a new structure and the classy, you know, first class kind of thing going on that some of the guests could have experienced. So we get to just see more insight into the way Jurassic World ran. I loved, loved, loved the reference to John Hammond, uh, the novel reference, which, you know, seems to me there's been a whole lot more novel references lately. Um, but yeah, that was one of them. Um, you know, the, when Yaz is talking and says that the owner of this building, um, Oh, what was it? Broke his ankle and then was eaten alive or something like that. Um, it was awesome. And then, uh, of course, the visitor center, which I was like freaking out. I was watching it with my fiance and she was like, are you a man or a child? I'm like, well, I'm a 26 year old child. So both. Um, I was like jumping up and down. I was so excited. I don't know. Just seeing the visitor center again, there's something about it that is just, um, it's awesome. It's just takes us back to the roots. And I think overall really well done show. Obviously the creators care a lot about it. Um, and of course, E750 was, uh, more hybrids. It was good. Um, don't love it. Don't hate it. But I think I've rattled on long enough. I uh, just wanted to let you know my thoughts. I'm sure they're similar to most others. Um, hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye. Hi, Brandon. It's Jake. I forgot to say that last time, so, uh, yeah. Wait, no, let me clarify. I called a second ago, but I forgot to say that. Okay, I'm done. I just finished Camp Cretaceous Season 3, and it was so good. And there were so many Jurassic Park references. They even referenced the book. Yaz was talking about how John Hammond got eaten by Comtic after he sprang his race, and I was like, oh, did they seriously just go there? There's two of them. There's two E750s. That was crazy. Let's see, what else is there? Yeah, um, Blue, it was kind of cool seeing her as a bad guy. Just to remind you that she's still a carnivore. She's not like some happy little dinosaur that's like a man's best friend. I don't know. They've been on the island for six months. And the second I heard Marine One, oh. That's all I got to say for today. Bye. Hey, Brad. It's Veronica. It's been a long time since I called the mailbag, but after I messaged you on Twitter, I wanted to talk about Camp Cretaceous because I finished the whole season last night. And, um, the last, like, four episodes towards the season finale were absolutely phenomenal. I enjoyed every second of it. I really loved the tie-in to, uh, Fallen Kingdom on that last episode. That was, that was really good. And I appreciated a lot of the, <clears throat> excuse me, the callbacks to Jurassic Park, you know, the scenes in the kitchen with the Scorpius Rex, um, going back to the old, uh, Rex Center in the Jurassic Park and having the fighting scenes and, and seeing more of Blue. I really was happy to see more of Blue because, you know, I always wondered what she was doing on the island. Um, <clears throat> but it bothered me so much that no matter how hard these kids tried to get off the island, they kept going back to the island. And um, I don't know how I feel about that ending. Uh, is it, it, I don't even know what's on the ship with them, you know, like, are they 
just, they don't know, obviously, that there's a dinosaur in there, but like, are they going to make it back? And if they do, you know, what are they, what's going to happen? I just want to know, like, what's going to happen when they get to Costa Rica. Like, they, these kids have so much experience that they need to, like, um, talk about it. And then I was wondering, do you think we're going to see, like, an animation animated version of like Owen and Claire and you know talking about what was going on in the park because obviously they tied in with Fallen Kingdom so you know I'm I'm just like having so many questions right now um and I haven't forgot about that tidbit with Kenji and um Darius I I hope they work it out I really do um but yeah those are my thoughts um I want to I want to talk to you more about that season finale. Like I want to hear your thoughts um, and what possibly could be on that boat with them. And uh, do you think they'll make it off? Like, do you think they'll make it to Costa Rica, or do you think they're gonna have to turn back again? Uh, so yeah, well, let me know what you think, and uh, hope you're well. Bye. Hey, Jurassic Park podcast. It's Keiko again, and. I just finished watching season 3 of Camp Cretaceous, and I'm here to leave my thoughts of Camp Cretaceous season 3. Start off, I just think this was awesome. I really love the Scorpius Rex, the whole storyline with that, and uh, you and Tom were right when I listened to your spoiler-free episode uh, review, and I was like, oh my goodness, this is the best. This is the best season ever. So awesome. So great. Uh, The Scorpius Rex was really horrifying and terrifying in the way it looked. Uh, I really liked that. I liked that we finally got to see Kenji's penthouse and how... I, I thought in one of the episodes, it was like episode three or four, where they go to the Jurassic Park Visitor Center, which I was also really happy to see. We saw that in the trailer, but this was like better. This was awesome. Uh, that whole scene with Blue and how, uh, how Kenji says it's haunted, and then Yasmina says it's cursed, that... She says there's rumors that the owner of the island fell down a hill, broke his ankle, and was eaten alive by compies. I was like, oh my goodness. That's straight out of the book. So I, I really, I really like that. Um, then we also got the paragliding in the first episode. I like that. I like that they finally returned to the book. Uh, or the boat, I mean. And, um, Dr. Wo- in the last two episodes, Dr. Wu's return, and the tie-in to the begin- the intro of Fallen Kingdom. Oh my goodness. I was just amazed when I saw that the guy at the beginning who, uh, was in the, uh, got eaten by the Mosasaurus. I- <laughs> when I watched that, I was, like, speechless. They tied it in so perfectly to the other movies. I'm just so happy that it worked out like this. Uh, I agree with you, Brad, now. Uh, that Season 3, definitely the best season yet. And uh, that one cliffhanger at the end um, with the... With the... In the door, we didn't really see much of what it was. All we saw was a door, and then you heard roar. It kind of sounded like Scorpius Rex. Maybe uh, the Scorpius Rex... Oh, this was another interesting topic. Scorpius Rex asexually reproduced to make another one. But it's interesting. The size of both of them are equal. Um, That... It looks like it growed fast. Maybe had this accelerated growth rate, both of them, too. Uh, I like that part where they're being, like, pushed around in the limo. Ben and Darius. Whole Ben and Darius uh, parts were really cool, especially that part where they got in, like, a big fight. 
and uh, that that got like intense. Um, I love the jump scares when the Monolophosaurus was in the vent. That really like, but like my heart started beating, racing super fast when I saw that boom just appeared. So um, we don't really see what that is, that roar in the boat. But hopefully we get season four to explain that, and hopefully they don't just go home so soon. Maybe we'll even get a season five, who knows. But, hey, that's just my thoughts and opinions on this season. Um, I like, I really love your podcast, Brad, and, uh, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Um, thanks. Hello once again, this is Jared over from Iowa sending in some quick thoughts about Camp Cretaceous Season 3. I was able to binge watch, if I can talk, uh, through that last night and wow, that was definitely worth it. Uh, I would say, you know, immediate thoughts, just a a couple steps above Season 2. Not that I didn't like Season 2, but Season 3 just took it to another level uh with uh, the you know the the tense action scenes the inclusion of the scorpius rex and uh really just everything that the kids went through to try to get off this island um i did listen to the uh spoiler inclusion podcast from you guys and um i agreed with pretty much everything you guys thought there but i'll, I'll throw in a few of my favorite points uh from this season um and then uh you know hopefully everybody else included in this will have a lot more thoughts on it as well um one you know right off the top of my head you know i really appreciated the um the increased level of character development in this season um i felt it was kind of lacking in season two um it was just kind of a straightforward you know kind of plot there for season two but season three really you know explored a little bit more uh for each character and how they were um able to kind of grow from their experiences um after what we find out is six months on that island uh so i really did appreciate kind of looking into the you know the stories of each character a little bit more and how they interact together um the next point i did want to kind of bring up is i really liked what they did with blue uh, and how that was a part of the, you know, not only the story for Camp Cretaceous, but, you know, kind of evolved the story of Blue herself um, and, you know, what kind of, you know, animal she is and how, you know, you know intelligent she is in relation to, you know, other animals on the island. So um, what they did with Blue between, uh, you know, being territorial of the, uh, the visitor center, um, not attacking the kids right away when she was rescued under the car um, and then ultimately joining the fight against the two Scorpius Rexes. Um, that was so cool to see. Um, one small thing I really did appreciate was the writing, um, especially when they were talking about um, how the visitor center was cursed and they made the reference to uh, the books and the the written out version of John Hammond's death. Um, I, as a fan of the novels, I really did appreciate that and and loved that reference. Whoever wrote that is, you know, tip of the hat. Um, And then, you know, I really will say that the inclusion of the start of of Fallen Kingdom, uh, I didn't see that coming. I, that was an awesome surprise. Uh, I know a lot of people predicted it and, you know, it was out there for, for some people who thought it might happen, but when, once it did, um, you know, bringing back, you know, Rexy for that one episode and then having her, you know, connect with the start of Fallen Kingdom was just mm, chef's kiss. Uh, and they did it really well. Uh, it, it all connected really well. And it, then, you know, leading off right into that story with Wu and his return to get that laptop. Uh, it's just a way to really end that season uh, really well. So, you know, top to bottom, I, I loved it. Um, you know, the, the character development for each of the kids, um, you know, the action sequences, the, the the story behind the Scorpius Rex and how it was not just this thrown together element. There was a development behind it. Um, it wasn't just a, 
an added piece for drama. There was a legitimate reason why it existed, and it existed before Indominus, as it turns out. So that was uh, an awesome set piece. Um, and then I'm just kind of ending it on a, a curious note. Um, we kind of end the season on a piece where Kenji is not on the same page as everybody else. And I am slightly on his side here. Uh, his point that Darius puts his friends in danger like that, um, you know, the ultimate goal of the kids was to get off the island. And, you know, Kenji saw that and wanted to accomplish that. But then Darius and Brooklyn especially, you know, were really, you know, making it at, a, at all costs. Don't let these, you know, secrets and this information get off the island so that Wu couldn't create more monsters, which turns out he does anyway. Uh, it, it, it's an interesting turn because you have to kind of see things from multiple perspectives um, and you don't usually get this kind of side-picking situation in, in, uh, in shows for, for, for this, uh, this audience, which, which is interesting to see. Um, so... I, I'm, I'm kind of in Kenji's camp, you know, the, they want to get off the island, that's the goal, um, and then they kind of take this really quick side quest to stop Dr. Wu um, for, <laughs> you know, for, obviously, you know, good intentions, but we all know what good intentions are for here in the Jurassic Park lore. Um, so I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of in Kenji's camp, I was, I was curious to see, you know, what anyone else thought about that and uh, where everybody kind of lands on that debate. Uh, so those are my quick thoughts. Um, quick, even though I rambled quite a bit here. Um, but ultimately, I love this this season. I'm hoping for a season four, um, especially with that uh, little um, last second uh, little tease on the boat. But uh, we shall see what happens from there. And hopefully we uh, get more here in the future. Thanks a lot, guys. Hello, Brad. Hello, Brad. Hello, Brad. <laughs> well, there it is. Camp Cretaceous, the most divisive part of canon plot point the world of Jurassic franchise I've ever seen. So, uh, some love it, and some don't like it at all. And, uh, well, there it is. So I'm going to pass you over to probably the better half of Jurassic Unicast, uh, James. James, come here. All right, you all right, Brad? Uh, thanks, John. Thanks uh, very much indeed. <laughs> no problem. Uh, right, it, it, you can go away now. Um, Brad... Uh, I thought I'd do that just to give you a little bit of a chuckle, mate. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's your good friend James from across the pond uh, giving my thoughts on Camp Cretaceous. Um, now, I can be known as being quite critical of the show, uh, generally because I thought uh, what we was going to get before it came out initially, Series 1, to what we got... Um, I saw a lot of missed opportunities, um, but to be honest, it stayed quite close to canon in terms of the storyline of the movie, so, you know, I could probably let season one go in terms of, uh, you know, continuity reasons, and and I really liked, basically, how it linked in with the movie, um, and then we went on to season two. Now, season two, I actually found personally a lot more entertaining. I thought they upped the, upped the level of uh, action, um, and it was really good fun to see like different areas of the park. Um, I liked the whole um, poaching side of things, and you know how that could link in possibly with Dominion and what these guys probably would do, knowing that it was an island deserted with dinosaurs. People probably would go in there and, at their own risk. Um, especially if you're big game hunters, you know. So I liked that side of it, but then there was it was mixed in with ridiculous, like over the top, um, you know, Ben fighting Toro and becoming Alan Parrish from Jumanji. So it went ridiculous. So it, it 
as I know, but then you have to think, oh, but it's a kid's cartoon. But then if we want to take this serious as technically classed as canon, it went from season one as being like, you know, by the book to season two, just doing what they want, going ridiculous and stupid. Then we get to season three. Now, season three, I think, actually went backwards in terms of realism. Like, it went back to a bit more plausible plot lines, less ridiculous Ben fighting Toro with a stick, uh, less dinosaur riding with flashlights, um, and it sort of focused a lot more on, you know, what we know about the scientific side behind the Jurassic World fall and stuff like that. Um, we got to see a lot more nostalgia with uh, the old park. Um, bit gutted that it got destroyed how it did, and it's going to be strange to imagine, okay, that's how that visitor centre got destroyed. But, um, sorry for spoilers if people still haven't watched it, but that's how it, uh, and that's how it got destroyed. In my head, I visioned that the lava would sort of take it out. But then I guess maybe that would be quite a nice, at some point, if the series does get eventually up to the volcanic point three years later then we'd see it i don't know how that would happen though um i really liked the e750 the scorpius rex i thought that was a very 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 good hybrid in fact i thought that was better hybrid than the indoraptor it's almost like i think the indoraptor should have been the hybrid in camp cretaceous before the hybrid we got in fallen kingdom because i think the scorpius rex is a more messed up creature and it it suits not being ready to be sold yet if that makes sense on the market so imagine that thing going through the mansion would just be ridiculously i think it's just a scarier animal um that's my thoughts on the scorpius i thought it was great well done i love the fact that it climbed trees it seemed something a bit more not dinosaur related though it seemed something out of primeval series if you uh if you've watched that um I know, something along them lines, you know. Um, I loved the uh, the blue the scenes with blue. Um, I liked the send back uh, the callbacks to the visit centre with the, um, the the kitchen scene. Um, I love that we saw the gondola lift. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Some really cool uh, plot points right at the end with the link up to Fallen Kingdom. I thought that was very, very well done, um, which is interesting because um, it'd be interesting to know where they go now from this this point. My my hope is that Kenji is Kenji and gets lost and ends up landing on Sauna instead of um, the mainland. And then we get to see, you know, Spinosaurus again and things like that on Isla Sauna. But I have a feeling we might also get picked up by uh, Mantacorp along the way. Um, but I don't know. Who knows? That's my thoughts. I, I really enjoyed season three. Um, it leaves, you know, exciting to know what's going to happen in season four. Um, I've not lost interest by any means. I think it actually picked it back up after season two um, and made it a little bit more plausible and more realistic if that is even a possibility yeah anyway but that's my thoughts uh take care mate see you soon thank you so so much for listening to this episode of the jurassic park podcast uh of course I have to thank each and every person that sent in a voicemail here today. Um, I love hearing from each and every one of you anytime you guys send in stuff, whether that's for the Jurassic Mailbag or anytime we call out to our, our social platforms to get some uh, fan interaction or some listener interaction. We love to hear from each and every person. And this is not just my show. It's all the contributors show and it's all of your shows as well because we are all the fans. Look, I'm not the only Jurassic fan out there. I I love to hear from everybody out there. Um, whatever background, whatever uh, knowledge of Jurassic you have, whether you just tuned into the films or you've been a longtime fan, you read the books, you didn't read the books, whatever the case may be, we always want to hear from everybody. So... In case you do want to get a hold of us in the future uh, for any other uh, call-out or for the Jurassic Mailbag, please give us a call at 732-825-7763. Of course, you can email us your audio files or your questions to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com, or you can head to our contact page 
at JurassicParkPodcast.com to fill out our contact form. Now, um, like I said earlier, we are looking for submissions for a, uh, a question that we have. What is that one thing that you are looking for with Jurassic World Dominion? And uh, we will be closing that mailbag, uh, I think, Wednesday. So please get those in as soon as you possibly can. And we will include them, them in our live stream, which is coming up on June 26th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So please uh, tune in, donate, watch, learn, uh, just have fun with us. Anytime I do a live stream, I do those usually on Wednesday nights. Uh, I'll probably do one this week. I didn't really talk about that earlier. I'll, I'll maybe do one. Uh, but uh, anytime I do those live streams, you guys are so much fun. We have such a blast. And uh, I, I am always looking forward to those each and every week. And these longer ones, the last time I did one in December, it was seven hours long. And we raised, I think that was the one where we raised like $1,000. Uh, it was really, really amazing. So uh, I, I am very much looking forward to that, to helping out to a charity and to just... Have some fun. I feel like we all need that right about now, right? It's a fun time to celebrate Jurassic. Jurassic June uh, will be coming to a close shortly after that, and we want to go out with a bang there. So uh, that's about it. That's all I have for you guys this week. So please tune in to our fun Jurassic June live stream. But thank you so, so much for listening this week. Make sure you stay safe out there and please be kind to everybody you interact with uh, in, in real life, in, in person, or on the internet. And be courteous. Try to be thoughtful about what people do and do not want to see when it comes to leaks. Please. Uh, and let's, let's hopefully uh, have a much better end to Jurassic June than the middle has been. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and hand it off to myself for the outro. Thank you so much, everybody, and we'll see you guys on our live stream. Saddle up! Let's get this movable feast underway. Be sure to give us a follow over on Twitter at Jurassic Park Pod and myself at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So be sure to follow along. Also, don't miss our live streams, toy hunts, reviews, in-depth bonus content, gameplay, event and theme park coverage, and much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of most episodes, so be sure to spare no expense. Find us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com where you'll find today's episode's show notes, articles, contributor bios, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or send emails to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-825. 7763. Make sure to be kind to everybody and stay safe out there. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.